0: Hi, I'm Amanda Taylor and this is My First Name as Agent, a regular report of my journey to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm doing some special edition episodes and revisiting all the Spider-Man movies from before there even was an MCU. Today's topic, Spider-Man 3. I started this movie thinking, this cannot possibly be as bad as we've all decided it is." But then when Colin came in and wondered where the song Stayin' Alive went during Peter's dance scene, I realized this movie has been ruined by meme culture because it really, really deserved it. Spider-Man 3 is a train wreck of a film. Right off the bat, I'm going to blame Sam Raimi, who wrote the script. To that point, he had only ever written episodes of Xena and his own Evil Dead franchise, and the guy was... well, he was not ready at all. I have one writing degree and a quarter of a second one, so I get to say this with authority. Beats and moments are repeated over and over and over again. The setup is insane. The pacing is random. The bloatedness of the movie is never punctured or relieved by anything. It has no humor. The dialogue is ridiculous. And the characters are misbehaving. I don't mean that like they're being bad, even though Peter does have a very strange interlude in the second act. I mean they're behaving unlike themselves and doing things that are motivated by basically nothing. Peter and MJ's whole relationship turns petty, jealous, uncommunicative, and this is after we see them happy for precisely one scene. That's boring. There is more than enough conflict going on in this three-villain disaster, because not only is Spider-Man fighting Sandman, who was retconned as the murderer of Uncle Ben, he is also fighting his former best friend-turned-nemesis Harry Osborn, who has turned himself very unceremoniously into a second Green Goblin, and he is fighting Eddie Brock both for a job and when he becomes Venom late in the second act! As I said while re-watching this, If you are here for Venom, you are going to be pissed at how little screen time he actually gets. For the record, Venom shows up at 1 hour and 44 minutes in a 2 hour and 19 minute movie. Let's talk love triangle. Once again, I find myself furious that this dumb dumb franchise did Peter's relationships wrong, since Gwen is definitely supposed to be dead by the time he proposes to MJ. But this version of Gwen is absolutely insane. She's struggling in the science class she shares with Peter. Wrong. She's also a model on the side. Why? And she takes the opportunity to bask in some limelight thanks to her police chief father. Mmm, never. It's not Gwen Stacy, it's bizarro Mary Jane. And why? Why would Peter never mention her to MJ? Why would he kiss her like that on stage? The theme and setup for Peter's turn to evil is that he's letting the fame go to his head. Okay, but is he letting it cloud his judgment when it comes to the only person he's ever prioritized besides Aunt May? Probably not so much. Kissing Gwen in the iconic upside-down way that belonged to his future wife was, frankly, fucked up. He then goes on to introduce Mary Jane to Gwen, without adding the fact that she's his girlfriend, on the night he intends to propose marriage. I have to go scream into the void for a second. Okay, I'm back. Mary Jane is on a journey in this movie. She is in a musical for some reason, despite never having expressed interest in singing before, but you know, Broadway, must be musical. And she's predictably let go because her voice is about as good as mine and I'm not trying to do a musical theater either. Then her boyfriend is like a callous jerk and can't stop talking about himself. Then her ex-boyfriend wants to make omelets. She has a lot going on. It all culminates in yet another kidnapping. Poor Kirsten Dunst has absolutely nothing to do in this movie. So at least she got some great dresses and a beautiful hairstyle for once. I honestly hesitate to dedicate too much time to this movie because there's so much wrong with it. I have many pages of notes. Did you know that's how I do this podcast? I watch the thing while taking notes and then I write an essay, which I read aloud. I write a lot of run-on sentences and most of the editing I do is me taking out sections where I have to gasp for breath. You'll be listening for those now. Anyway, Spider-Man 3 is the most joyless movie I've ever seen in my life. The only things I truly loved were the Spider-Man parade and every dress Mary Jane wears the thing I truly hate, and you know this breakdown is coming, is Peter under the influence of the symbiote. Okay, so it turns his suit black. Kind of neat. Help them sell more toys. But it turns Peter crazy. I have tried to defend these choices since 2007, but come on. Okay, so Peter is a nerd. He still gets picked on in his college classes at Columbia. Wow, he must be nerd city. So nerd-like so his version of bad is obviously going to be a little silly because he's just ultimately such a good guy. However, this movie suggests that Peter Parker's impression of a bad boy came from a 1930s gangster movie, and he has never reevaluated it since making that decision. He uses old-timey phrases and gestures to convey that he's tough. He suddenly treats women very poorly. His dancing is bananas. He has bangs and wears eyeliner. What? What is this? Like, truly, what is this? Eddie Brock becomes full-on venom in a matter of about 32 seconds, but Peter just turns into Bugsy Malone? It's painful to witness. Every single addition to this movie is bad. This version of Gwen Stacy sucks. Even Captain Stacy kinda sucks. Flint Marco, aka Sandman, sucks. Eddie Brock really sucks. Topher Grace is a pretty one-note actor, but the villain he turns into is one of the scariest in all of Spider-Dome. He does not pull it off whatsoever. He's so unthreatening, he has frosted tips, he's whining, he's crying, he's pathetic to the point of asking God to kill Peter Parker, like, what a pansy. Actually just kidding, I really like pansies, and I hate Eddie Brock. The best line in this movie is when MJ tells Peter, don't give me the horse thing, when he encourages her to get back on, you guessed it, the horse. Unfortunately for this group, they don't get the chance to do the horse thing with a fourth movie, and this is the last we see of them. So until next time on My First Name is Agent.